The tech community has lots of interesting businesses, but few of them are actually creating meaningful change in the world. There is one exception, and today we're talking with News Story co-founder Matthew Marshall about how they use human-centered design to turn slums into thriving communities. This is Design Driven, the podcast about using design thinking to build great products and lasting companies. Whether you're running a startup or trying something new inside a Fortune 1000, the tools, methods, and insights we talk about will help you create things people love. Design Driven is brought to you by Nine Labs, guiding innovators and product teams through executing their vision. Find out more at NineLabs.com. And now, your host, Jay Cornelius. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Design Driven. I'm super excited to have Matthew Marshall with us today. He is the co-founder and head of product at News Story. They're a nonprofit startup that transforms slums into sustainable communities around the world. He's a Y Combinator graduate, World Economic Forum Global Shaper, a UGA alum, go dogs, and a Forbes 30 under 30 social entrepreneur. That's quite a resume, Matthew. Thanks for joining us today. How, how are things going? Thank you for having me, Jay. Um, things are good, except for this past weekend with the dogs. It was a, a quite an embarrassment against Auburn, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. We, uh, we were holding strong until then. Yeah, not so hot. So where are you in the world? What are you working on that's interesting? What's exciting? Tell us a little bit about your world. Yeah, so I'm uh, in San Francisco right now. That's where New Story is based. We actually have our tech team in Atlanta as well. But we, um, for the past three years, have been working on New Story and started in Atlanta, went through Y Combinator, moved out here to, to San Francisco and really have been trying to grow from you know our, our first goal of just funding one home for six thousand dollars in haiti to building whole communities in these countries to now how do we actually scale our impact past our team we like to say how do we have 100x impact with um, 2x of our staff and trying to think a little bit differently there so that's where our our brain space has been occupying is how do you scale um you know work on the ground both from a design and technical standpoint, but also a you know uh, construction labor on the ground and in very rural places, um, it's quite a quite a challenge and and really fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. I remember many years ago. I think you guys were just getting started, and you did a presentation over at Polygon talking about yeah. um, you know what you were doing and and how you were getting there. Um, can you explain a little bit about? how you go about funding and, and getting funding to build these houses or rebuild these communities. Yeah. So new story um, to understand it fully, we have local partners on the ground in the countries we work in, which is Haiti, El Salvador, and Bolivia. And in that partnership, new story is a funding, but also a thought leader in terms of home design, community design, um, working with locals on uh, the architecture and um, how we're actually laying out the community. But then from the funding standpoint, a lot of these local nonprofits don't quite have the funding um, capability or resources, but they're doing incredible work and they're doing, um, you know, life-changing work on the ground. They just need a little help from the fundraising standpoint. So that's where a new story can really step in and, use our crowdfunding tools uh, online um, 
use our connections here in Silicon Valley. Um, so I would say the, the majority of our funds come from individuals who either sponsor a whole home for $6,000 or crowdfund a home for $6,000 or give even larger. So we've had a couple companies actually contribute to build a whole community, either as a company or um, individuals, you know, giving one off. So that's where the majority of our donations come from. Um, and then, of course, we have some small, smaller ones coming in, recurring and, and one-off donations. Right. And so building that business model in a way that um, obviously makes a big impact on the lives of the people that you're helping, but also helps the, the, the people who are donating um, understand the impact that they're making. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there, some people have forged that path and done a good job of it. Can you talk a little bit about how you've designed that process and mm-hmm. how your team works together in order to, to uh, really generate a, a good impact and, and good outcome for the people you're working with? Yeah, it, we kind of think about it from uh, our donor experience and then the impact on the ground. And, and so I'll start with donor experience. So when we started New Story, it was really out of a, a pain, a personal pain that we had all felt. So we had given to charity, especially we had given to the um, earthquake in Haiti in 2010. And we just didn't see where our money was going. It was like a black hole we would give and then just, you know, no word back from from the charity on where it went. And so um, we we wanted to completely flip out on its head and, and try to be as as transparent as possible. And that's where New Stories um, kind of core donor experience came from and specifically why we send a short video of every family that moves in back to every donor. That's really um, to show, hey, here's exactly the family you're helping. Here's the exact home you helped build. Um, we'd love you, you know, to, to donate again, kind of closing that loop and showing everyone. Um, but it, But then even on the... The ground and on the ground side of things, we reflected and said, "Are nonprofits that are working in these countries actually doing what is best for the locals?" And as we started to learn more and more about the space, it turns out that a lot of nonprofits have more of a top-down approach um, to international develop- development, specifically where they'll say, "Okay, you know, we're we're community designers from America. You know, we've." studied at top institutions here. We have degrees in X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, we, this is how we think this community should, should be designed, or this is how we think this home um, architecture should be. And it turns out that the locals are actually the ones with the unique knowledge and skills to make projects the uh, most successful. So there's case after case of communities that have been built internationally where a couple years after the homes are built, um, the majority of the community is vacant. And it's unfortunate because homes and, and international development is a high you know, capital expense. Um, and not to take into consideration the local's voice really wastes that money, to be quite frank, um, and ultimately can do more harm than good. Yeah, and that's it's such a great point, and that's one of the reasons I was excited to talk to you is because, you know, as you know, most of what we talk about on this show is really about building digital products and mm-hmm. how um, good design principles can help a business become sustainable. 
And what I think you've just hit on is making sure that what you're doing connects with uh, the end user, the person who's actually going to benefit from this, this product or service coming into existence. And so many companies just miss that point. And I think one of the things that they could learn from what you're doing at New Story is that direct connection to the end user, that end constituent, makes all the difference in whether or not you're actually building something of value. Exactly. Yeah, and, and um, I'll speak, speak specifically to that in one kind of um, design thinking technique we use on the ground. And this is actually led by our COO, Ali. Um, she's the one pushing this forward. And, and so it's, uh, not just myself using design thinking on our team. It's really, um, seeped into everyone. And, and, um, I think that ultimately to have success across your organization, it has to be championed by each uh, leader and then ultimately, you know, each team within that. So, um, it's called participatory design, which is a, a longer term for basically just talking to locals and, uh, understanding their needs and then asking them for feedback. So it looks as simple as uh, printing out a, you know, a map of the, where the future community could be and then el- enabling the local, um, you know, mothers and fathers and, and children to actually move around different pieces on the map so they could position where they want their home to be where they could lay out where a park should go or different trees. Um, and we start to learn very interesting insights there. For example, in El Salvador, when we first did this, families mentioned a certain area of the community, which was close to a main road, and how they would prefer a market to be placed there. And, you know, we had, of course, we don't live in El Salvador, um, never have. Um, and so that was an insight, even for our local partner in El Salvador, of like, interesting, you know, these families really value having a marketplace to sell goods right here, specifically on the main road. So it's not rocket science, but it definitely requires deliberate focus and effort um, because I would say it's not the standard or it's not the default kind of uh, technique or, or uh, mindset that um, it's not even, you know, non- it's greater than nonprofits, just like you're mentioning. Yeah. So that process, are you doing that um, like on a 2D map or are you building mm-hmm. some other way for them to visualize how it's going to lay out? Old school. Yeah. Just printing out a, a 2D paper uh, a map and then cutting out little home rectangles and, and uh, shapes of parks and uh, really yeah. just getting, you know, your hands dirty. And, yeah, um, a real paper prototype. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, and that's what I think finds so fascinating. You know, we use a lot of um, metaphors to the physical construction industry in our work. Um, you know, we tell people that we're the architect, not the builder. That you know, there's a a lot of questions that have to be answered before you begin building things. And so, it's really fascinating to see um, you actually doing that in practice, mm-hmm. and not just on a, like a, a single um, dwelling or a single structure, but on a community level really getting a large number of people together and, and paper prototyping and going through these human-centered design processes and understanding what's going to have the most impact for that group of people. Exactly, exactly. And, and it really starts at a high level in, in your organization and, and kind of flows down from there because what we ultimately want to do 
is influence our local partner on the ground to adopt this technique to where they don't even um, need to have us there leading. They can facilitate it. Um, and then ultimately, and this is kind of a, a bigger vision for New Story, is that New Story can take these different, we like to call them comp components, so participatory design as a component, um, and then open source that. So, you know, create the playbook. Maybe there is some type of product or digital tool that goes along with this um, in the future. And then enable other nonprofits, NGOs, government organizations to say, hey, we want to do participatory design for a school building or home building or whatever the, you know, on the ground um, structure may be, but actually taking what we're learning and iterating on constantly and allow others to use it to then ultimately inform our process so we can keep iterating. So it's kind of like a meta <laughs> design yeah. thinking within that one component. Yeah, well, I would analogize that to building a design system that you could yeah, exactly. then, um, kind of hold up as a best practice for how other people can build their design systems for whatever challenges they have. That's right. And it, and it goes beyond just that one example of participatory design. So when New Story started, it was just, okay, let's fund one $6,000 home. And then started to shift around building whole communities. And now... Our, our vision is to create an operating system and collective of partners to end survival mode living around the world. And I'll break that up because a lot. So an operating system um, is not, you know, Windows versus Mac, but what are the different components like we were just talking about that make up the, or design system, if you want to, you know, call it that, that, that make up the different elements that other organizations can use. For example, so a small home building organization in Cambodia can actually take our um, one tool we're currently building, our survey tool, and actually use that to help measure impact of a home over time. So, you know, collecting baseline data, but then measuring that uh, impact specifically on a home. So there's different components that will make up the new story operating system, but the idea is that that operating system will ultimately increase and and um, maximize the, the impact um, all nonprofits, NGOs can have um, across the board so that we can all be learning and growing together, not just New Story sitting in its corner, you know, working and trying to build a couple homes, a couple thousand homes a year, but how do we influence the entire sector? Yeah, no, that, that's super fascinating. So I'm thinking that through, I, mean, I know you're super focused on, on what New Story's mission is, um, but how have you thought that design thinking or, or these types of principles might be applied in other nonprofits or other similar types of organizations that's not mm -hmm. your traditional building a digital thing or you know, piece of software? Yeah, I think that um, that example we were just talking about participatory design is a, is a great one. Um, I think that from a... Uh, standpoint of where new story is at and where we'll go we are discovering those different um, components right now so I think we'll also start to get into home design and, and home architecture and how do we start to actually use design thinking to test different components for example how do we en enable um, rainwater system to, to be um, 
part of the new home design or solar to be part of the new home design that then influences other organizations so that news story can kind of be like an innovation lab almost of right. testing different home designs or uh, layouts and then enable other organizations around the world who may not have the bandwidth or R&D funds to spend on, on those tests or innovation uh, practices, then say, oh, New Story has tested it. They figured out that that home design is the best for Haiti, for example. That, you know, it based on the, the impact data they're collecting shows that it, it has the largest impact on sleep or income opportunities, whatever the differences may be. So uh, we're really excited about that. Um, you know, I think we won't know quite uh, uh, right now, but as we go along, we'll start to, to understand more and more. Sure. Yeah, I'm really um, enamored with the idea of applying the lessons that we've learned in the digital world back into the physical world and in figuring out how to improve um, the different services and products that we're building um, outside of, of all the stuff that we use on screen. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear about uh, where this goes and, and where your, your process is and the things that you've started to use at New Story with some success to seeing how all that helps other organizations too. Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited to, to test it. And, um, and one of the biggest things we're focused on now is sharing more and more about our process and, and what we're doing behind the scenes. Um, so if anyone wants to, to check us out on Twitter, that's where we'll be sharing a lot of, of information. It's just New Story Charity I'm on Twitter. So Awesome. Well, um, thanks again for coming on the show. It's um, really, really interesting, like I said, to hear about how we're, our, the stuff that we typically think of as being digital processes being applied in the real world, and, and not just for... Um, capitalism, but for actually, you know, some some good charitable causes and helping real people with real problems. Um, I admire the work that you're doing, and I'd love to have you back on the show at some point in the future and hear about how the process has grown and how it's helping more people. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'd love to to keep you updated and and keep the community updated. And and if anyone has any ideas or um, introductions to anyone who who may be working on similar things, we'd love to um, to hear those. Yeah, so if someone wants to reach out and learn more about what you're doing or maybe they've got some ideas that might be able to help, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, they can email me directly. It's just Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, at newstorycharity.org. And it just sounds like there's no fancy startup spelling. It sounds exactly like it uh, spelled. So that would be awesome. And um, Twitter is great as well. Okay, awesome. Matthew, once again, thanks for being on the show. Best of luck in all that you're doing. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. That's it for today. Design Driven is brought to you by Nine Labs, guiding innovators and product teams through executing their vision. Find out how they can help improve your digital products at NineLabs.com. Have comments, questions, or an idea you'd like us to cover? Point your browser to designdriven.biz and click Contact Us at the top of your screen. We'd love to hear from you. Tell your friends and colleagues about the Design Driven Pod. Post on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or send them an email and tell them to go to designdriven.biz or wherever they find their podcasts. Until next time, remember what Thomas Watson, founder of IBM, said. Good design is good business.